0: So welcome, everyone, today to Psalms Through the Eyes of the Living Letters. And today we're going to be going over uh, Psalm 119, as we have been. And we're in the section now where we're going to be talking about the living letter Zayim. And I have been really excited about this. Now, these are going to be verses 49 through 56 in uh, Psalm 119, if you want to find that that place specifically. And it's and it's really <laughs> I kind of say this almost every every class I every class I teach, I always say the Lord's really been messing with me about this. but I, I listen, I mean the truth is is that I give to you out of where I'm at. Now I realize and one of the things that I teach quite frequently is the fact that Father will begin to reveal to us things that are specific to us. and that's a good thing. I mean because, you know he'll speak to us in ways that we understand through situations that that we're currently going through or the things that we are currently seeing or maybe even the things that he's currently speaking to us and we're we're taking the time to meditate on them you know and and with those things then he's able to expand out to that i remember one of the one of the uh, analogies that i i like to use a lot was when i was when i was uh trying to teach my daughter how to write. And this was when she was very, very little and she had crayons and I sat crayons and a coloring book in front of her and asked her to, uh, to, uh, to draw us a picture or to color in the picture. And she began to and at the end of it, I said, well Lauren, did you didn't sign it, you know or some you know something along those lines. But I, I basically said, Lauren, did you realize that you can sign the your 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 work when you're done with it? And uh, you can put your name on there. And she goes, "No, Daddy." We, you know, and uh, so I sat down. I put her on my lap, and I began to to grab a hold of her hand with the crayon in her in her hand and with her fingers. But I put my hand over top of hers, and I began to show her how she could learn and write to write her name on the um, on the coloring book. And of cool. course, we were going to take it out and then put it up on the uh, on the, the refrigerator to, to for everybody to be able to see. So I did, and and it really blew her away because she was like, I didn't know that I could write my name. And I said, Well, Lauren, you try. And of course, you know, it was nothing near what what me helping and guiding her would uh, would it, it look like. It, it was nothing near that. And and of course, it took several years before that actually occurred, where you could actually she could write her name, and you could you could see what she was trying to write. Uh, but the fact is, is that that by doing that, it opened up her understanding for her to realize that her crayons did more than just color and that they could actually write her name with them. And so it began a process so that every time she would do her her coloring, she would sign her name at the bottom again it was took a while before we could understand what that writing was but still it was it was absolutely beautiful because she tried and and she was doing something that was beyond her ability to understand at that moment how much more so with the father as he begins to walk us through a process of beginning to show us something and when he, he initially shows us something okay maybe it's a maybe it doesn't look real pretty maybe it doesn't sound real pretty Maybe there's still some questions all wrapped up in the midst of it all. But the fact is, is that it opened up our mind and our understanding to be able to see that there was something more than what we saw at face value. Because before I did that with her, she saw a crayon as just something to color with, not as a writing utensil. And I know a crayon's not a perfect writing utensil, but it was something that she could connect to in her world, you get where I'm going. Something that she could connect to, that then would apply to other things as she moved along. Again, how much more so with our Father? And over this, these, uh, these, this last—I don't know about you guys, but probably over the last week, um, there's been a little bit of a struggle in me. All right. And I'm I'm not one to usually mince words or or to uh or to, to act like I'm I'm you know always in a place where where I I'm in this constant communication and I am don't get me wrong I am actually in a place where I am in constant communication with the father. I can set myself the father when he when he told me father help me articulate this well so it's so it comes across exactly as you were uh, as you are wanting it to come across today. But Father, there have been times when
1: I've been in
0: uh, uh, told you guys it's been messing with me today. When Father told me that day that he took me into the secret place that I never had to leave, I'd realized at that moment that I never had to leave the secret place. All right, And I grabbed a hold. In other words, to me, it was a sense. It was a feeling. I could feel and sense his peace inside of me. And that's really the only way I've been able to describe this. And so when I grabbed when I when I realized that I grabbed a hold of his peace and I said, I will not let go. I will not let go of this peace. I will not let go of the feeling that I'm feeling right now, because I know that in this place of, of what I'm sensing right at this moment, that I know that, that this is the place that you have called the secret place. And I, it's not that I'm searching after, you know, say a feeling or anything like that, but Hey, you know what? I had to get over that one. I remember years ago thinking that, that particularly, when we were being taught about the separation of the body, soul, and spirit. And I do believe that all three exist. Don't get me wrong. I just, I'm seeing something a little bit different. And I don't have time to get into it right now, but I'm seeing something a little bit different when it, when it comes to, when it comes to that. And so one of the things that, that I was taught was that I had to kill my emotions, or at least that's the way I understood it. Maybe that's not the way they said it, but that's the way that I understood it. And so I tried to kill my emotions to keep me from, Feeling like, well, if I felt angry, oh, that's sin. That's wrong. When yet the scripture tells it says to be angry and sin not. So there is a place where I can be angry about something and not sin. You know, or if I if I was if I was feeling down about something, or I was struggling through something, I was like, oh, that's that's of the devil. I I, I rebuke this devil. I rebuke this. I got oh no, you know, can't deal with this. And the whole time, the father was was taking me to a place. Of allowing me to have struggles, not that he was tempting me, but allowing me to have struggles. Why? So that I could learn and discover who I really am in him. You see, it's two totally different perspectives when you begin to see it that way. And I began to realize that my emotions were not necessarily things that I had to kill, but that I could listen to my emotions, not be ruled by them, not be ruled by them, but listen to them. And so it's 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 like this. It's when he took me into the secret place and he told me that that I never had to leave that that place of the secret place. Then I grabbed a hold of his piece and I didn't let go. Later on, he took me to a place where, back in the secret place, where he took me to a door. And some of you have heard the story before, but he opened the door and he opened it up just a crack. And I looked in through that crack, and all I could see. And all I could, all I could tell you and describe to you what I saw was his goodness. That I, I, there's no words that I could, I could even begin to imagine to to describe what I was seeing inside of this place. But I knew it was his goodness. And I reached out my arm through the crack in that door, and I grabbed a hold of his goodness, and I said, "I will not let." So he'd showed me that with his peace. He showed me that with the secret place. And then later on, he showed me that with his goodness. And I was like, okay, in this place, I know that I can settle. I know that I can always remember his word to me. You see, in in the scripture in Matthew 11, verse 12, it says this. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And the violent take it by force. That has probably been one of the most biggest enigmas in the church in you know for for a long time, because you know it 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 almost seems a, like an antithesis to to the to the to the word of of the Lord. In other words, it seems like something that's against it because you're talking violence. But when Father showed me both of these places of grabbing a hold of his peace and not letting go. And grabbing a hold of his goodness and not letting go, that scripture made sense, and I've really been meditating a lot about this over the last, uh, especially over this last week, heavily. Why? Because I, I what I saw, in both this peace and his secret place, and then and his goodness that I grabbed a hold, and it didn't matter whether my my body was being whipped around in the midst of everything else. There were two things that I knew that I could hold on to. I could trust in and I had confidence in. And that was both his, his, his peace, his secret place, and his goodness. I could hold on to those because I know those words are true. And I can be violent about it. I will not let go.
1: See what I'm saying? Because see, when we
0: begin Psalm 119 verse 49, I love what this begins with because I really saw see David in this place of of exactly what I'm describing to you right now. Because the first part, verse 49, says this: "Remember the assurance to your servant by which you gave me hope." Now. That could, that could speak in the English. This is where I, this is where I can, I I almost, I almost uh, would rather be able to speak Hebrew. And and, uh, uh, just so, just so that you guys know, I'm still learning myself. I was not born and raised Jewish uh, or or Hebrew. And so as a result, I'm still learning the language myself, but I'm understanding more and more and more, the more that I spend time in, in that. But the, when I look at this from the English, it's, it seems like, okay, I've got an assurance. And assurance is great. But when I actually look at the Hebrew, it opens up a whole other le- level. Because what it, the first two words of remember the insurance, it, assurance in the Hebrew says zakar Debar, devar. Zakar devar. Zakar is the Hebrew word for remember. All right. So you guys remember Zechariah. And how Yahweh remembers. That's that's what Zechariah's name actually means, is, is uh, Yahweh remembers. So, zakar is the Hebrew word for remember. And it begins with the living letter Zion. Zion is a letter that speaks about several different things. One of those is the fact that it can be seen as a, uh, a writer's pen. Uh, it can be seen as a sword or a plowshare. All of these are different pictures of what of what the living letter zion can can express, and and when I, I remember thinking about this, because uh, those of you that know Apostle Aaron Smith, my my pastor, he has been speaking about this for a long time, and and the fact that we have we have moved into the ages of peace, and so in this place where we've moved into the ages of peace, we don't fight the battles anymore. The Father fights the battles for us, right? And so uh, when I see the sword, though, you know, a king, even during peacetime, always has his sword by his side. It's there, not as a symbol of something to be able to fight with, although it can be used for that if it becomes necessary. But it's actually a a, a place of, of, of really authority. That's what I see it. So the fact that the sword is sitting on his side, de, you know, delineates that place of authority. You know, think about the queen, the queen of England. Even now, when she knights or or sirs a a someone into the the into the the knight, well, not not necessarily knighthood, but what is it, uh, uh, lords into the House of Lords or a sir. When she does that, she uses a real sword to tap the uh, the the shoulders with. And because it's, a, it's an expression of authority. So Zayin here is saying, Zakar, remember Devar. Devar is the Hebrew word for word. So really what this says in the original Hebrew is that David is crying out, remember your word to your servant. Remember what you have spoken to your servant. It's funny. I, re- I re- heard a, a, a rabbi talk about a, a story about a rabbi who lived years ago, and there was this angel of the Lord that came down to begin to destroy the town that he was in, and because the word of the Lord was to the, the, the sin had had uh, reached to a place where it needed to be dealt with, and so this angel was come had come down to to destroy this the city. And, and uh, the, the, the rabbi goes to this angel and says, you go back to heaven before you even lay a hand on anyone or anything in this in this city. Go back to the heaven and says, Rabbi, rabbi so-and-so tells you uh, or says that this can't be done. And so the angel goes back up and said that Rabbi so-and-so said that this cannot be done within the city. And the Lord spoke to the angel and said, "No, you go back. You follow out your word that I have told you, and you go back and and uh, destroy this town." So the angel shows back up again, and once again the rabbi approaches him, and he says, "But the Lord has said that there that that this needs to be done," and he begins to ask the same questions that uh, who was it? I hadn't actually planned on on talking about this uh, the this story, but. Uh, Abraham Abraham when he was uh
1: talking to Lot
0: about Sodom and Gomorrah and he said will you destroy that if there be 10 righteous here in the in the city and he says if you go back and the father says i will still destroy it because even if there are 10 righteous in the city then tell back then tell the father that not to destroy this not to destroy this city because there are two righteous, me and my son. His son was there with him, who was a, one of his students. He said, then, then ask him not to destroy this city because the two of us are here. And if the father says, I will still destroy it, even if the two of them are there, then go back and tell him, do not destroy this city because I asked him. Because I said, because I asked him not to. He said, because the, because the word says, that the will of those who fear
1: him, he will do. He
0: took the word and, and, in a sense, went back to the father and said, remember your word, and I'm a righteous man in this place. And there was a sound that came from heaven the moment that he said that, and he spoke about the great faith that that rabbi had, and he says, I will not destroy the city because of you. Now we've heard those stories in in many different other places, just Avraham being one of them, and the the way that Lot was saved out of Sodom and Gomorrah. But the truth is, is that that we Father has given us the ability to be able to in this place of being connected. Ah, see, I see. I've been as I was as I was meditating on this, I saw this place of relationship
1: when. I know the Father. You
0: see, the more I learn about Yahweh, the more that I, I realize how much more that I need to know about Him. The more that I realize that, that, that I still really don't know the fullness of Him. And even though my heart is so full of just the immensity and the, 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 the awesomeness and the, the fact that I get to have a relationship with my Father... Uh, I, the more I learn, the more I realize there's so much more for me to learn. And so, from that place, you know, uh, the, the, as I spend time with the Lord, as I as I as I set this time aside, and I and I remain in the place of the secret place where I can constantly keep my ear and my heart turned, tuned towards Him, even if I'm doing other things. You see, it's funny, right? When he right when he first told me that. That and that I didn't have to leave the secret place. I actually had to go to work. Not not just a a few moments after the after that that encounter had completed. Because that's a matter of fact, that's what ended the encounter, was I was looking at my watch and realizing I gotta get to work. And I remember that that uh, when he said that, I knew that almost instantly there was a place where I could go to work and even though i was teaching at the job that i was teaching at that that at that time mm-hmm. that i could still keep my heart and my ear inclined to him even when i was teaching about tech support because that's what i was teaching at the time teaching about uh uh electronic tech support and so uh but and it's funny because i, I also noticed that i could take <laughs> i could take some of the details of what we were talking about and drop these little bombs about uh spiritual things right in the middle of a of a discussion on the the way that, that that certain hardware works or the way that certain softwares work. and it was it was really it was really just it was beautiful because I knew that I could still hear what the Word of the Lord was in that place. And I want to hold on to that. And so in that place kind of like spending spending time with your family member spending time with your spouse, uh, wife or husband. And after a while, like Michelle and I have been married for uh, 30, 37 years. we will be 37 years this November. And uh, but and after a while of being together, we know each other so well that we pretty much can almost finish each, finish each other's sentences, right? Because I know her heart, I can I can tell by a look on her face or the sound of a little sound of her voice, you know, whether she's she's happy or she's she's being irritated by something. Or I I can tell by the little things that uh, and even sometimes just the the look on her face will tell me what's going on inside of her heart. But that's because I've spent so much time with her. I know her. How much more so with our Father. How much more so with him when I spend that time with him and I know the sounds of his voice. And so you see, in this place, there's a cry. Remember the, the, the word that you have spoken to your servant by which you gave me hope. Now, this is my comfort in my affliction. Now, I love this because one of the first words that Father began to teach me in in uh, Hebrew was this word for comfort. And it's the Hebrew word, the root word here is the, the, the word nacham. And I, I love that because it reminds me of, a, of another scripture where it says in, I believe it's in Isaiah, and the Lord comforted Zion. But the when you dig into the Hebrew behind this, the, you find that the word "nacham" literally means like a breath to blow, and it's it's funny because when I was when I was meditating on that, I heard two different things uh, from the Father. In other words, what I heard was the the fact that that uh, the Lord comforted Zion was. It
1: sounded like this: He took a deep breath and it went they got it. They got it. But then I heard him also
0: right behind that go, <sighs> okay, let's try this again. If You see that word to me has both connotations and really the decision as to whether or not he gives us one versus the other really has to do with us and our choices. When we, catch what it is that he's saying when we when we know the sound of his voice and we respond appropriately it was it was almost as if he gave me that 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 happy that okay it's it, this is good versus that okay you know it's like when your kids do something wrong and and you're and you've they've they've at least tried but they didn't quite make it there and maybe they they took in you get the idea. Maybe because, you know, you know though, you know, the heart thing, especially with kids that, the, that where sometimes the kid doesn't do it with all their heart. They do it, but they don't do it with all their heart. It's kind of like cleaning their room. You know, go in there and clean your room right now. And uh, of course, mine and my brother's favorite thing was to take all of our clothes and then stuff them underneath the bed and then make our beds. Now, we did good with making our beds, but all the clothes went up underneath the bed. And, of course, mom came in and looked at, Oh, the bedroom looks nice. Then she'd go over to the bed, lift up the bed, and look underneath there and go. But <laughs> I told you guys to clean this room, not to stuff under everything up underneath your bed, right? So, you know, I mean, to me, that's a, a beautiful picture of, of what. And this is what David is saying here. This is my comfort in my affliction. So what I hear the father is saying here was that. Ah, oh, you did it. This, this is good because in that place of the affliction, this place where you've given me hope, your word preserved me. Your word preserved me. It, it took care of it. It was the one thing that I knew that I could rest on. It was the one thing that I knew that I could have complete trust and confidence in, or if you will, the, the word assurance, I can have complete assurance in because I know that the word of the Lord is yes and amen. Period. It is yes and amen. He will fulfill His word.
1: Willful, willful sinners taunted me exceedingly. Now, I, in
0: this place where this where I see this, it's like. Father, I remember your word. Let me let me give this. Let me go back over this one more time just to kind of give the the focus of what I heard the Father saying in this. Father, I remember your word. And I want you, and I, I want to give this word back to you, Father, to for you to remember your word. I know he remembers the word, but I want him to know that I remember his word because your word preserved me. It kept me, it helped me. Even though willful centers taunted me exceedingly. Other people would look at me and say, why are you doing it like that? What's your problem? Can't you do it like the rest of us? Why are you holding true with the things that you believe and the way that you see things? That's not the way the rest of everybody else sees them. That's not the way the church sees them. That's not the way that so-and-so sees them. That's not the way that such-and-so, I, you know, uh, but, but you know, and they begin to taunt you. Now, when I say the church, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about the religious Maybe I shouldn't have used the word church there and should have used the word religious there. The religious will come and say and, and taunt you for, for, for not following the religious guidelines and the religious precepts that were set up. These sets of rules that that hold us to a thing that that was never really meant to be in the first place. Remember the Torah, which is the Torah, and mitzvot, mitzvot or, or commandments are the loving instruction of a father. It's just like my mom when she would come in and tell us to clean the room. It was a loving instruction of my mom. She wanted me to make sure that all the clothes got in the wash so she could have the chance to wash them. And I wasn't wearing the same jeans 10 days in a row, right? Or or dirty clothes over and over and over again. Why? It was a loving instruction because she knew it would begin an irritation to my body if I allowed that to continue, right? And as a six-year-old, seven-year-old, eight-year-old, you don't really care. You don't really realize that the irritations that can be caused from from wearing dirty clothes over and over again. But as I began to, to meditate on this, there were two words that really jumped out at me about this. Where it says, "Willful, willful sinners taunted me exceedingly," and those two words was the that actually formed the, the one word exceedingly here. And the the in Hebrew it's the ad meod
1: ad. Now,
0: last week we talked about the same two letters. If you guys remember that the Hebrew word for witness is ed, and it's spelt ayin dalet. Okay, so we've got the same two letters again here, but we have a different vowel sound. And instead of the eh sound, we have the ah sound. And believe it or not, even the way that a letter sounds adds to uh, making it a brand new word. But that brand new word will always be in conjunction with that other word. In other words, you can find the similarities in the two. Now, I love this because when I began to dig into this and looked at the the Hebrew word for odd. It means as far as, even to, until, or while. So it really begins to speak of of a a timeline. And this is what I saw in my spirit, man. I saw this timeline, and on this timeline were two points. There was the point of where I am right now, and the point of where the Father uh, was speaking to me about. Right? Two points. And so... I'm in a, I'm in a situation right now, and this is where I was beginning to uh, tell you guys about earlier. Over the last couple of days, sometimes when I wake up in the morning, I begin to, uh, and there's an excitement that builds inside of me because I get the chance to go out and be able to, to, to have some time to spend with the Father. And I, I really, really thoroughly enjoy that time all the time. Every day I enjoy that time. I look forward to it. Some days there's this there's this in there's this place inside of me that there's an excitement, and I, I it's like it's even it, it makes it even greater still. But then some days there's this place inside of me where there's not quite as much excitement about it. And I've I've asked the Father sometimes, Father, why is it that that some days I have this excitement? And some days I don't. Have I done anything? I mean, it's the first thing I first thing I think of. Have I done anything? And I'll sit back and I'll think, well, no, I've I know last night when I laid my head down that I did everything that you asked me to do. And so I can lay my head down in peace and, and move into this place where where I, I I can then engage with you during the night season. I can engage with you during that time of even while I'm asleep. And, and, uh, but waking up and feeling this, it's, it's been, well, there's, there's nothing wrong there. So it, you know, I I used to ask these three questions all the time and those that have been in our classes. And I would like to invite you guys to the school of the living letters. Those of you that are listening to us, not only here in the class today, but also in the, uh, on YouTube. If you're, if you're listening to this video, I want to invite you into the school of the living letters. Uh, there'll be a link in the description below for you to be able to uh, to join in with us. And one of the things that I talk about is when I have an emotion that that I didn't expect, like, you know, things were going well and seemed to be going really deep with the Lord, and He was showing me a lot of awesome, crazy things. And then all of a sudden, feel this little weirdness, feel this little place of like, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to give it a name. But I think you fill in the name. That Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. I ask that you would drop in the name to each and every one of the feeling of what I'm talking about. I'm to describe it. I'll describe the the feeling. The the way that it shows itself in me. But Holy Spirit, I ask that you would drop into each one that thing that that they need to identify. Because I don't want to identify anything in anyone. Anybody else. Okay but it's almost as if it's like that that all of a sudden there was this 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 cover thrown over something it was like now what what was easy now becomes a little bit of a struggle and i it's like, it's like i'm having to to work through something and i go through this place whenever i feel that then i i, I ask the lord these three questions and i hope these three questions help you because they've helped me tremendously And the first question I ask is, Father, is there anything that I did that I need to correct? And usually the Father will immediately, my spirit actually, before before I even finish the question, most of the time will will alert me and say, yeah, you know. (laughs) And I can deal with it right at that moment because it was something that I may have done that, that had caused a little bit of that feeling. But if I don't hear the Lord say anything and I feel a peace inside of my spirit, then I'll ask him a second question father, am I feeling this for someone else? In other words, are you, am I Am I sensing this because there's someone else who is going through a difficult time and you're asking me to intercede for them? You know, the cardiogenosis that I've been, we've been talking about over the last, uh, in some of our classes, we were talking about uh, cardiogenosis uh, on Monday night and, and that place of of the feeling of love and and expressing that love throughout. Well, Part of that is me recognizing sometimes that when I feel that, that it may be that somebody else is going through a difficult time. So I'll ask the Lord, Father, if if that's the case, then give me their name or, or just give me the situation and allow me to begin to pray for it. And, and I'll do. Usually within a moment or two, the Father will, will lay on my spirit, man, the, the person or the situation that I need to pray about. He doesn't give me details, like like gory details about
1: anything. He just says, pray for them.
0: If I don't hear anything from the second question, the third question is a question, but it's not a question. It's more of a statement. Because the third question is this, Father, if the first two questions were no, then Father, I know that you are calling me to this place of ministering to you.
1: You see, sometimes when we have these
0: tough emotions, if we ask these other two questions, there's nothing that we did, and there's nothing that he's he's laid on our hearts because of someone else, the father may be saying, I want you to minister to me. You see, Zadok was one who looked to the face of the father and then spoke from the face of the father. And there are times that, yeah, I believe even the father has these times where he's concerned about something where he's looking and, and he's in, and, and, and he, he has emotions just like who, where do you think we got our emotions from in the first place? So then father, let me spend this time with you. Let me minister to you in this place. And so even though these willful sinners are, are, doing this, the odd, I am looking at the situation of where I am right now. The fact that I'm feeling this tough, this, 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 this struggle in the midst of all of this. And as I go through these three questions, you open up the, 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 to let me realize this, the scripture that says, that says uh, this,
1: I thought I wrote it down. Oh, where is that? That scripture
0: that uh, that basically te- says that the the uh, current situation. How does it say it? In the help me out, Father. I don't know why I'm I'm struggling over my words right at this moment, but because uh, I was looking at it this morning because I heard I heard the voice of the Lord speak this verse. The present situation is not worthy to be compared to the glory that will be revealed inside of us. The present affliction, the momentary affliction that we're going through right now is not compared, cannot be compared to the glory that will be revealed inside of us. You see, that's what I'm seeing here with this word odd. I'm seeing the two points in time. And it's it's almost as if that, that the word witness, it's a witness of time. Okay, I may be in this situation, but I am not going to, going to hold on to this situation. I'm going to take the energy of this struggle that I'm feeling, this, this difficulty that I'm feeling right now, and I'm going to focus that energy on looking to you. Because I know that that if the first two questions are not, are answered, are not answered, you get what I'm trying to say. It's not something I did, and it's not something that, that I need to pray for somebody about, and that you're calling me to minister to you, Lord. That I'm going to take all the energy of this struggle that I'm feeling, and I'm going to focus it towards you. I'm going to to hold on. Just go like let's just like we talked about going back to Matthew 11 and the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. Okay, if that's the case, then all right, let's go. I'm gonna. I'm. I am not going to stop in the middle of this hell. I'm not going to stop in the middle of this mire and this junk, and 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 try to. Just, just sit there. No, I want to work myself in this place out of this. And I'm going to take all of my energy because I know you're calling me to this place to see the glory that's going to be revealed inside of me. Are you getting this? Do you see what I'm saying? That's the focus that I want to have. Is the glory that you revealed in me, not the current middle of the situation that I'm dealing with? because this is what David says, but I did not swerve from your Torah. I didn't swerve away from what your word said. I held true to your word, and I focused in that place. I remembered your judgments of old. I remember the mishpatim, the the, the judgments of the things that you've spoken of in the past, where you have taken me out of difficult situations, and you've shown me a treasure on the other side of that, of that place. I remember the, the Lord speaking to me that one day about finding treasures. And he talked to me about this place of trouble. And I I realized, why in the world am I looking at difficulties as difficulties? Because if I look at a difficulty as a difficulty or as a trial, then all I'm trying to do is to try to fix the problem. I'm trying to to identify, listen, I'm trying to identify the problem. And I was like, when, when Father began to show me this, I was like, why in the world have I wasted my time on identifying the problem when every time that the fa- that there's a struggle that's there, anytime there's a struggle there, regardless of how it comes, hear me out, regardless of how it comes, even if it is a willful sin that I did, that when, whenever that struggle comes, the Father always puts a treasure in the middle of it there's always a treasure on the other side of that and when I when I realized that that many times the struggles that I was feeling were were uh were or the the troubles that I was going through and when I stopped looking at them as being trials and started looking at them as being treasure hunts it changed my attitude it changed the way that I saw it now instead of it being a a, a a scary thing because i was trying to unveil this 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 issue and i realized that i was searching for a treasure i got excited when troubles came there was an excitement that began to build oh good that means i get a chance to be able to find another treasure and guess what instead of my focus being on that of being a tr- uh, being trouble and and my focus was on the treasure the treasure came a whole lot faster. Matter of fact, I was really, I was really focusing on the solution, not on the trouble. Because through that, the father would then show me what the root was, how to deal with it, because the treasure always revealed to me that part of it. So I, I, I stopped, I stopped doing that. And so I remembered your judgments of old, those things that, that, uh, that you did, and I was comforted in that place. Your trembling began to seize me because of the wicked who forsake your Torah. Now I love this because in in this particular um, verse, David is beginning to say, "I'm trembling because I see the wicked, and I tremble at the fact of the things that they're going to have to go through because they have forsaken your Torah." So this is not saying that, that David is crying out for judgment. This is actually saying, man, this hurts because look at all these people that are struggling. Look at all these people that are having difficulty. Look at all the wicked who, who are thinking they're, they're actually being uh, uh, prosperous. You know, we, we talk about the w- wicked prospering, you know, and I love that because Psalms actually in an earlier Psalms actually goes over that part. You know, why is it that the, 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 the wicked seem to prosper when the when the righteous seem to struggle? Well, it all depends on how you look at it. You remember that timeline, the odd that I was talking about, Dalet. The, 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 the wicked actually get their, the, the things that they did good, they get their reward for now. They get the reward for the things that they did good. Yes, wicked still can do good things but it's temporary. It only lasts for just a short little bit. The righteous, the, what, the, what the Father has provided for them will last for an eternity. It's not just a temporary thing. Why? Because we've heard the word of the Lord. So I don't have to worry about the, the wicked being prosperous right now. Matter of fact, what I should be doing is doing just like David did, trembling because of the wicked. Father, I want to see those who are wicked to come to know you. And who forsake your Tords begin to, to see that the relationship that, that, that I have with you is something that, that where they can live in a place of, of, of having this communion with you. Your statutes were music to me in my dwelling place. Your statutes were, were, were music to me. That Hebrew word there for statutes, we've we've talked about uh, before. And uh, and it's actually the Hebrew word chukecha. It's really hard to say, but <laughs> chet kuf. And uh, um, that's not the root word. I'd have to go back and look at what the what the root word. I think it's uh, uh, chuk, uh yeah. Anyway, I don't remember what the root word is there. I looked it up, but I don't remember what it was. Uh, but the chet and kuf are the two letters there. And uh, I love that because chet is the letter of covenant. And and it speaks about the place of the covenant between
1: uh, the father and I.
0: Koof is a letter that speaks about uh, really a couple of different things. One of those things being time, but another one of those things as being a copy. Uh, and it's funny because when you look at koof as being a copy, it uh, it it actually kind of has a, has a negative perspective to it. But a copy doesn't necessarily have to be a negative perspective. Because my heart is to be like my father. I want to do what I see my father do. And there's nothing wrong with that kind of copy. So your statutes are those things where uh, through the covenant of your word with me, I want to be like you. I want to do what I see you do. I want to say the things that you say. I want to see the things that you see. And those statutes are our music to me. In my dwelling place, in the night I remembered your name, O oh God, and I kept your Torah. I want to wrap it up with this because and I'll finish the last, the last verse as well, but. In the night. You remember, I told you guys a little bit earlier about the place where that the father can take us into a place where that even in our night season, even during that time when we're asleep, that that we can encounter the father. There's one of the 72 names of God that that speaks about just that specifically. And it's the Hebrew, uh, it's the 72 name that's Lamed lamed A. Hey. And Lamed Lamed He speaks about this place where when we go to sleep at night, I'll ask the father, father, allow me to have dreams of you. Allow me to encounter you while I'm asleep, right before I go to sleep. And when I do, many times I have dreams where I'm doing something, where I'm going somewhere and maybe I'm building something. There've been times where I've gone and and sat down with people and had conversations with them. It's funny because I've woke up the next morning almost feeling tired, because and not because i'd had a bad night's sleep my my i was i was rejuvenated inside of inside of me but yet at the same time it felt like i had worked all night and it's it's funny it really did it felt like i almost like i had almost worked all night long and and in a sense i i, I felt like it and it made me start to think well father am i going these places Am I going to these people and having conversations with them by the spirit? Is this possible? You know, we talk about, we talk about some of those things about trans relocating and so on. We, we, you know, we we see it in the scripture where it talked about how Philip did just that. And and there's a part of me that says, Well, can I do that in my night season and do that while I'm asleep? I don't know about you. I know that may seem a little strange, but I think I do. I really do. I think I go to these places and and I'm engaging with these people. There have been times where I have had people come to me and I've sat down and had conversations with them, then turn around and discovered they weren't there anymore. You know, or or they they left and I never saw them ever again. And nobody ever taught nobody I talked to even knew who they were. So it makes me wonder if that's exactly what was going on. And then that I was a part of their dream. But I was really talking to them in the natural, so I don't know. it just you get the you, you get the heart behind this. The truth is, is that we can spend this time of the night season engaging with our Father. There have been times where I've had dreams and very, very beautiful dreams. Dreams that 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 actually have a lot of of deep, deep revelation. Also from this place. Of the night season, now I, I've actually started keeping a dream journal just for that purpose, because I wanted to remember what the Father was saying. So this this Psalm here really begins to speak about this place of remembering. If there's any one thing that 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 Zayin is speaking of in verses 49 through 56, it's remembering, remembering the word of the Lord. Remember that he has given you his word. The words that he has given you are yes and amen. They are
1: not lost. They are
0: not lost. Take assurance in that place. Grab a hold of the word that you know that he has spoken over you, and you don't let go. When you sense his peace, When you sense his goodness, grab a hold of him and say just that, I will not let go. I'm going to keep going no matter how I feel. I'm going to keep going no matter what it looks like. I'm going to keep going no matter how it seems like I'm sinking. Because the truth is, is that there's a part of me that also thinks, well, the more I sink, the higher I go. I know that sounds weird, but, but, you know, it's like the more that, 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 uh, that, that there's difficulty in something, the more that I know that there is a huge treasure on the other side of that. Does that make sense? The more the tougher it gets, the greater the treasure. So, Father, I want to thank you for Zayin. I thank you for the, the place where Zayin becomes, if you will, like a, uh like a sword like a like a like a ploughshare something that we can use to dig up and father it's a writer's pen where we can write down the words you've given us we can write it and make it plain on tablets so that he who reads it can run and father we write these things down so that the next time that we forget the next time we're having some difficulty the next time where things seem to be a little bit tough i can go back to your word and say father i remember when you said this word I remember when you said this word and I know that you have said that this is the, the your word is yes and amen. Father, I remind you of your word that you've spoken to me that these these promises are yes and amen and I will continue on and no matter what happens no matter what it looks like I'm not going to give up. Even if it doesn't show itself the way I think it should, I'm not going to give up at all period. I'm going to keep going. Because I know that that even if it doesn't show up the way that I think it should, the way that it will show up will be exceedingly abundantly above all that I could ask or think. And it will not only cover that one part that I was thinking it should look like, it will so totally blow it out of the water, it's not even funny. And I thank you for that. I thank you that I can stand and rest in your peace. I thank you, Father, that I can rest in your goodness. I thank you, Father, that I can can look into your face and I can become what I behold
1: in you. Father, I can
0: allow that light to penetrate all of my veils that I put up inside of me that keeps your light from penetrating the inner core of my spirit, and I can rip those veils away so that your light can penetrate deep into my heart so that I become a conduit for your light here on this earth. Your light can shine out through me as I look into your face, Father. Thank you for your living letters, Zayin, and thank you for
1: this word today. In the name of Yeshua. Blessings and shalom.